Hello, yes people. And believe it or not, it's almost goodbye, yes people. At least until next season. Yeah. This is the last episode in season three. But fear not, we still have a whole episode to go in which I'm Claire. And I'm Akumu. And together we are... The, the Yes Girls! Not perfect, but we'll go with it. Okay, so these weirdos are two Nairobi based on the lasters who are making it our mission to sing badly and say yes <laughs> to doing, being and learning something different every two weeks and documenting our journeys. So this podcast is a strange and very interesting result of us saying yes to sometimes challenging, sometimes fun, sometimes entertaining and sometimes downright outrageous experiences. Make some noise for the yes girls! Yes, people, yeah. It's time to get down. Enjoy the smooth sounds of our dulce. <laughs> I have no idea what that is. Dulcet. That's a word I have never <laughs> seen in my life. Okay, so I'll just say it. And pe- you people, you can Google it. At least you have Google next to you. So enjoy the smooth sounds of our dulce tones and maybe make a shout out to a special someone. Mm-hmm. Someone like an old fashioned radio DJ. Or oh, you can, you know, sing along. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> Sing over the music. This is the Yes Girls. Okay, Wait, should... so you, you said it's written <laughs> Jesus, you can't write sounds. Okay, we should probably stop now because clearly we're not very good at this yet. Well, let's see if we're any better by the end of this episode. And what is this episode about, you may ask? It's not about bad singing. It's not about bad sounds. Mm-mm. Well, we said yes to... To... DJ. It's 2022. And both of us have gone our whole lives without ever having tried our hands at DJing. But because we're the Yes Girls, we said yes to trying it. And we have an expert. We have a no girl. And we have a lot to get through. So let's get cracking. Pula. So for this episode, none of us is an expert, as you can see. So we are back to both saying yes to the same doing, being or learning challenge. And most excitingly, we will have a guest expert to guide us. But remember, we not only have a guest expert for each episode to keep us on track with our doing, being or learning, but we also have the no girl, our voice of reason on hand to bring us back down to earth with a bang or rather with a voice message or two each episode. So this is a doing challenge, if you remember. Doing is, do you remember the categorizations and what doing means? Yeah, it's either something, usually something physical, where you have to repeat something over and over again in order to get it, but it usually involves us doing something physically with our bodies, not just clicking. Yeah, but it's still our bodies, you know, the finger is our body. (laughs) (laughs) So it's a doing challenge and you really have to go all in with a doing challenge. Physically, it can be draining and you don't, if you don't put your heart and, you know, soul into it, it may just end up with, you know, well, a soulless challenge. This is also a challenge that we had very little prior knowledge about, and we were both very, very green. We had, of course, been on the receiving end of DJs, well, that sounds weird, but never taken a turn (laughs) on the turntables. Oh, how the tables are about to turn. 
Ooh, love that bun. <laughs> really? Our finest bun from Claire. But still, I'm sure someone out there in the wide podcasting world maybe chuckled a little bit about that, so. on that. One person who probably isn't laughing is our no girl. I'm sure she has some message of foreboding to share with us. Now, I know a couple of DJs, so I hope they'll never listen to this. But in all honesty, I don't really get DJs. If you told me we're going to a party that plays a playlist instead of a DJ, I'd be fine with it. So in this episode, I guess I hope to learn what's the big deal about DJs. So I think the no girl and us might have been coming from a very similar place for this one. Mm -hmm. And she's not actually as far from being a yes girl as us. Maybe, or maybe we defaulted a little too close to no for this one. Maybe. Our expert in this DJing episode is none other than a DJ himself, of course, Andy Young, a.k.a. Candy Andy. You may know him from Homeboys Radio, where he's did a regular. You, did you say why Candy? We should I was, ask him. I'm very curious to know. Yeah, well, any theories, please drop them in our inbox. Why do you think it's Candy Andy? And it's not PG-13, so go as hard as you can. <laughs> That's what you always say. You may know him from Homeboys Radio, where he's a regular, or you may have parted to his DJ skills at an event or party, or even heard him on his own podcasts with a suite of other well-known names in radio. Check out The Mics Are Open if you haven't yet, or his other podcast, The Chop Shop, if you want another podcast recommendation for your ears. So we had a pre-challenge briefing with him where we admitted some embarrassing truths and he told us we should basically start small and just have fun with it. And we also admitted some of our own insecurities, which will come into play later, maybe. But we mostly wanted to know how Andy got into DJing. Um, I, got, I got into DJing because I realized that when it comes to music, I consume music differently. Um, my, my, my parents... My parents sing. My family is musical. I'm the only one who doesn't sing. Music came differently to me. But anytime there's, there's a song playing or my, my guys are singing, halfway through that song, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm already thinking about what other song could go well with this song. We set out the parameters of the challenge together with Andy. We would take one week to play around with Virtual DJ, which is a free software anyone can download and use, and what he first learned on. And then we would have a final challenge with him to spin on the virtual decks to test out our newly acquired skills. The challenge is on. I don't know why you sound so excited. It's your time to spill the beans first anyway. No problem. I had beans for dinner. Let's get stuck in. <laughs> I'm the first person to criticize a DJ. In fact, I'm very good at finding fault in others and generally thinking I can do better. This was what led me to start pole dancing. As a renowned pole dancer? <laughs> I became a renowned pole dancer, yes. Uh, check out season two if you want to know why we keep saying that. Um, it even is what drove me to start this podcast. I probably shouldn't have admitted that. Probably shouldn't have admitted that. No, uh, Probably shouldn't have. But we'll probably true. cut this out. <laughs> So this seemed like a good enough reason to try my hand at DJing. My pet peeves in DJing, which I absolutely set out to avoid in this challenge, are number one, playing only 30 seconds of a song's chorus before changing songs. Oh God, I hate that. Shouting or singing along with the music. 
If I wanted to hear you, I would listen to you, but I want to listen to the song. Mean. And then number three is repeating the same opening drop or beat of a song over and over to hype the crowd, but never actually playing the song. It's like... <laughs> no, like if, you know, sure. if, if the opening of a song is... Doom, 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 then you just keep playing that over and over again and then you never reach the Play next the bar. Oh. Yeah. Um, so... Anyway, maybe I'm just now so old that those things really irk me, but whatever the reason is, they do. So I soon learned from Andy that these are actually pretty standard practices in the industry. They're kind of hard to avoid. But the whole point here was to have fun and enjoy it. So I decided I would avoid falling into those traps because I wouldn't enjoy it and start with what I know and like. In my case, that was classic 1960s and 70s songs and old school hip hop. So I downloaded Virtual DJ, and after about three hours of just being stuck, I figured out how to access 30-second extracts of songs. So this was the first problem. Mm-hmm. Even if I desperately wanted to avoid my number one pet peeve, I couldn't. Yeah. Because, see, I, I stopped downloading music when the internet became virtually free and streaming was, you know, what everyone did Mm -hmm. so I don't have music on my laptop to play with so I would have to work with what virtual DJ offered me and that was 30 second extracts at least I could find the songs I wanted so to start with I mixed some Dusty Springfield with some Buffalo Springfield oh yes soulful and literary wordplay Mm -hmm. check them out Dusty Springfield (laughs) was the one who wrote who sang Son of a Preacher and Buffalo Springfield doesn't ring any bell Anyway, so I then I mixed some Snoop Dogg with some Aloe Black. Nice. Things were going well, except I wasn't really mixing anything. I was just playing one song after another. Just a playlist. Yeah. No mixing. <laughs> I mean, to me, that was mixing. That was like step one. <laughs> and then if they didn't, you know, make my ears bleed, then it wasn't too bad. And, uh, you know, Virtual DJ allows you to fade one out and the other in and add some little scratches. Yeah, yeah. The, the, <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. and some flares like wow, 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 which made me feel like a schoolgirl playing on a keyboard. You know, music class, you had those keyboards that go DJ, DJ. Yeah, or you, like, you were in music wah. class studying what? Music. Which, exactly. Oh, music. When I was 11. Or clarinet or what? No, no, it's just music class that everyone had to take. So did you didn't say really clarinet learn anything. or clarinet? What is this? I, I played the clarinet. Oh, it's a clarinet. Oh, yes. I thought I said it wrong. Um, I don't even know what it looks like. <laughs> so, um,. Anyway, I decided to get some songs that really gelled well between beyond my initial choices because mm-hmm. basically I was out of ideas. Mm-hmm. So I turned to Google and I found some lists of songs that Google said would combine well. And then I tried the songs and the ones that I had heard of and and it was like musical magic, right? Like their rhythms and their melodies melded when you mix them, mm-hmm. when you faded one out and the other in or just played them on top of each other. So, so there I, I felt like a pro. Except, again, I wasn't really doing anything. So after a few minutes of this, I think I sort of gave up on achieving much myself. But um, I also just reached a conclusion that the reason I wasn't excelling at this was because it is a real skill. You can't fake it. You can't fake it after a few hours or days. So, you know, sure, if I studied hard and really spent hours on this every day, I might get somewhere. Mm -hmm. But you need to be constantly scrubbing up on new music, learning new tricks, being on top of things, and you have to love it. And I think, I don't think I loved doing it. You know, I I love... What aspect didn't you like? It's one of those things like you love, 
you love hearing it done well and you easily criticize someone who's not doing it well so you think it must be easy to do mm. but my goodness it is not it's not at all <laughs> and I, I did want to love it but I think I just couldn't because I was trying to dumb down something that you just can't dumb down right so Andy and all the other DJs out there that I've ever criticized I salute you okay I, I think the reason I didn't love it was because I expected it to be easier and then I was I was I annoyed at myself for having been so critical of an art form. Then you're trying again to see if you can do it better. Yeah, yeah and, and really just, I mean, playing on virtual DJ wasn't going to get me very far. And I think one thing I also did was I, I kind of skipped the tutorial phase. I wanted to shortcut and just go and find music, mix it, bang. Are you from Gen Z? No shortcuts, people. No shortcuts. At this time, I was a Gen Z. I wasn't the millennial that I am. Shots fired. Sorry, Gen Z, if you're listening to this. Here is a uh, clip of of me reaching that turning point. I've been to listen to a DJ set. I downloaded the DJing software and spent a few minutes on it and then thought, well, this is too hard. So I now have a newfound respect for DJs, even just the ones who play track after track because just the pressure of picking the right music it's just making me reminisce and not fondly about school days when we'd be judged for the music we liked or didn't like and it's just making me anxious also there's no way I'm doing that whole yeah who's in the house yeah make some noise I'm I'm not doing it no sorry fast forward to the final challenge And within about one hour with Andy, or Candy Andy, he managed to teach me some of the basic principles that had completely passed me by when I tried to do this on my own. Mm -hmm. So did you know that it's not just the melody or the vibe you're looking to match? It's the BPM. Yep. What's BPM? Yeah. Check me out with my acronyms. (laughs) Beats per minute. Yes. So it's even more important than matching a hip hop song with another hip hop song or a party anthem with an even bigger party anthem. Mm -hmm. The frequency of the beats is where it's at. And you can even on virtual DJ slow down or speed up a song to match the next one if there's even a small mismatch between the two. Yeah. And it's not how fast a song sounds. Like it's virtual DJ will tell you the beats per minute. And of course, when you're finally attuned to this, you can probably detect it or you have an instinct for it or you'll just know it. Yeah. Um, and then the exact moment at which you introduce your next song is done with needle sharp precision. You don't just like, totally. introduce the next song. Yeah. It's, it's truly impressive. And watching Andy work the virtual decks on my laptop in my living room was amazing. It's, I mean, it's beautiful when it's done well. They, it makes it look easy. That's the thing. Yeah, it's they make it look so easy. Yeah. But it's... And it's not at all. So uh, whenever I get the chance to go and see a DJ next perform live, I will look more closely at what they're doing and see just how much concentration and skill it takes to make people dance and enjoy themselves mm-hmm. while, also, while also and almost more importantly, I think, enjoying yourself. Yeah. So I will probably still criticize, but at least I'll have more of a clue of what I'm talking about. And that's another big learning here is it's not just about what you like or you want to listen to. You need to enjoy it, but also be sensitive to the fact that the people listening need to want to listen and keep listening, keep wanting more. You need to read the crowd and that's that's a skill that's... It's very underrated. Exactly. You're communicating with music and if you're doing a private party... You can't just play what you like. You need to play what the crowd likes. And if you sense a little drop in in enjoyment, up the ante. 
And if you're, you know, if you're playing, making your own mixtapes, maybe that's where you can be a bit more experimental. Mm-hmm. But it's it's something you constantly need to work at. Like being a doctor, you need to constantly keep studying. Exactly. With the DJing, you need to be constantly studying all the music that's out there, what's popular, what people want to hear, and how you can combine it while still having your own brand of DJing. So I salute you all. Yeah, it's like monastery skills at the same time. You're reading the room, you're doing your stuff, you're being artistic, like what? Yes. There are very few skills that do those so things at, at the same time. Exactly. Yeah. Technical and you're, you're having to really exercise human intelligence. Over to you. Wow. Uh, yeah, I have nothing else to add. We can move along. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, spill your beans now. Okay. So I started, so with this DJing challenge, um, I think if you've had the sound production, you'll realize that I have a Chromebook. And uh, if you know that I have a Chromebook, you'll know that most softwares don't have an app for the Chrome OS, right? And uh, funny enough, so Virtual DJ also doesn't have an app for Linux, which would have worked on my laptop. Ooh. If I opened, you know, I mean, because I have the Linux side of my laptop. Anyway, so starting with this challenge, uh, I started with that. I mean, starting with this challenge, started with that challenge. <laughs> nice. A challenge within a challenge. So exactly. Nice. So this challenge was done by, you know, borrowing people's laptops and uh, things like that. I think there's a Mac app, is there? Yes. Not iPhone? iPhone? No. No, I don't So they know don't have that. like Definitely phone Mac. apps and that's mm. also another problem. So I didn't, I couldn't get an Android and stuff. So I just had to, you know, borrow whatever Windows laptop I had around me or iPad, God, Mac laptop if it was around me. So with that being so, you know, sporadic because I live alone. Is that um, an invitation? Yes, that's an invitation. I'm single, people. Uh, yeah, so I started with theory because I couldn't, you know, start with, you know, practice. So it was a weird start, mostly because um, the theory that I studied was a bit too high level. Um, so it's, I, I remember studying about, you know, the Camelot system. So that is uh, for anyone who's uh, not Googling or lazy to Google. <laughs> it's a tool that helps DJs mix tracks in the same key. How do you explain key? I guess people know. It's a, a key is just, you know, a it's way a key, to... A key. The, 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 where the, the sounds are. Like a categorization level. of yeah. even songs and stuff. Mm-hmm. So this Camelot system is like a color wheel that tells you, you know, this color goes with this, this color goes with this. So it's, it kind of tells you which keys go with which keys. So already from the beginning, I was starting, I was thinking, oh my God, all Ooh. DJs have this in their head. That's pretty technical. <laughs> That's so technical. And funny enough, DJs don't even have to have this wheel in their head, in our head. Because you remember in art, you were told, you, you understood, you know, so this color and this, you, you had to cram that thing. <clears throat> yeah. DJs don't have to cram this thing, but that's how I started because there was also a, a tutorial I read and he was talking about the Camelot system and I went and Googled it and such it. So I was thinking, yes, I've nailed the, the you know, the <laughs> theory. DJing. <laughs> Nothing. Because uh, virtual DJ, as I learned later on, has all this stuff. Virtual DJ gives you the keys in, you know, A, B, whatever, 9A. 9B. And it gives you also the beats per minute, which mm-hmm. Claire said. So you can either choose to match the the, the, the music that are, go, that are going well together. You can cue them together if they're beats per minute close enough. 
or they're in the same key. I think um, I was told if it's A, if it's 9A, then match it with maybe a 10A. If it's Bs, match them with Bs. And Virtual DJ has color codes. So things that go well together have the same color. Like purple 9A would have, you know, the same colors, you know, another A, I think. Yeah, as far as I remember, yes. So the color codes actually help you. So you don't need all this theory that I was very busy learning about. <laughs> so, you know, since I didn't have, you know, a laptop in, in hand, um, that's where another DJ came in. So we didn't just have Candy Andy. We had uh, DJ Cray, who I also worked with um, to help me now do the actual, you know, practical stuff since I didn't have my own laptop. So what I did is I met him and, you know, he has a Windows laptop, thank God. So he was teaching me the ropes of, you know, uh, virtual DJ. Hi, my name is DJ Intronics. I'm the lead uh, manager at Intronics Media Limited. I'm a video content creator, but I started off as a DJ. But I've been DJing now, let's say it's been seven years professionally. Um, I started DJing when I was hanging out with DJ Kim McD, that was back then. But through that, I did radio, did events, did clubs. And DJing has been a thing for me. So ever since that, I've opened my own DJ Academy. I manage DJs, artists, let's say creatives in general. What's the name of your school? Intronics DJ Academy. Okay. But currently we're closed because we are, fo- we are focusing on the media side of the company. So as you said, I came up with, I came in with the experience of being pissed off with DJs who don't get, <laughs> you know, the syncing of songs right. They mm-hmm. sync two songs that just don't go. Even me, who doesn't know bits per minute, knows those two songs do not match. So that was, I think that was the biggest thing for me. I wanted to not do that in this challenge. So I came with all that hope, you know, that it would be easy, you know, yeah, if I can, if I can, uh, you know, notice what DJs do wrong, ah, please, this is easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like you said. Yeah, but uh, with that afternoon, you know, those hours we spent with, you know, DJ Cray. That idea of just learning, uh, you know, the bits per minute, virtual DJ gives you the numbers. And as you said, if you have a 90, 95 bits per minute song with a 97 bits per minute song, you can lower the 97 to go to 95 mm-hmm. and you sync them and they sound the same. But that the way you are saying now, the part of mixing, the magic is knowing how the second song is going to come in at the right Mm-hmm. sports you know those cues mm. and all those things that was really hard and i think uh, even with the um, so with dj craze laptop i was trying to do it with the mouse pad mm-hmm. and there was a lag so i i think i've hit the right place where the beat matches with the song that's entering and it missed it by like a millisecond and a millisecond makes it's all ridiculous the yeah so when i use the mouse that's when it worked and I got it and I finally figured out, oh my God, DJing is difficult. <laughs> because I, I think for DJ Kray, the way he was telling me, he was just, you know, counting the beats. I remember even Andy was doing that. He's just counting the beats like ding, ding, ding. And then he tells me, ding. Like he, he has he an ear. Instinctively. Yeah, he has mm. an ear for that deeper <clears throat> beat that comes where you can add something else. And that's a skill that is not natural for everyone. Um, I remember DJ Cray was saying he had a school, DJing school, and he was saying, 
I think beats the beat part, the BPM uh, lesson takes like a week. Mm. And for some people, they take longer than a week to figure it out. Yeah, because so if you don't have a yeah. good understanding of music theory at all, you already yeah. need to be able to identify the beat, not just yeah. what the BPM is, but actually being able to say, doom, 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 that's and that's beat. where you put and it. And then yeah. the one where you want to put it, exactly. And then yeah. the, the different bars, how many it's, bars it's there crazy. are, because you want to loop it in the background. It's yeah. and, I think, and I think the hardest part of even the, the virtual DJ interface, because it looks like entering a freaking plane and yeah. you see a million buttons and you're anxious already so i think i think the fact that you try it and you figure out it's just the simplicity of knowing that bit and when to put it together um all these other things don't have to phase you you know i think i think dj Kray was saying you know if you look at those graphs you know those little mm. graphs at the top and you're trying to see when the red and the blue are going together as in that interface has so many things um i think the biggest learning for me was just figuring out that simple thing because i think that's the crux of all dj it's knowing when that next tone can mm-hmm. come in um and as there's you no said one right answer there's there's exactly. different answers but you need to be able to identify it exactly and, and when you, it's you, wrong, you remember you know and you you know the way andy and I, even dj Cray said you know there are very many ways you can cheat to avoid that mixing part mm-hmm. where you can stop a song fade in, the way you're doing mm-hmm. fade in and then fade another out that's cheating but the yeah. actual thing of mixing two songs so that they mesh together, that is hard. Yeah. So yeah, after after that session with DJ, I mean with DJ Create, you know, virtual DJ, um, I have a lot of respect, like you said, from all DJs. And I I think I'll never, never ever, you know, feel angry in a club <laughs> telling a DJ, please play my song, and then getting angry that you can't play it in an hour. Mm. Because maybe what I'm suggesting is BPM 75. And what he's playing right now is BPM 100. There is no way he can play them at the same time. He has to wait a yeah. while. Yeah? And it might also just not be right for the vibe of the room or the time of the night. Exactly. And everyone else would go, ugh. What Maybe I'm asking wrong? for reggae and this is a hip hop yeah. club. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. So I think much respect to all DJs. And yeah, I think that was it for me. Well, I think we've had varying degrees of success with actually doing DJing, but I think the real success here was shining a light on the profession that many, including us, have undervalued for too long and continue to undervalue. Even when you're just going to tell that DJ, please be my song, that's undervaluing what he's doing mm-hmm. because there's a plan he has on that turntable, so let him be. Or be fine with, you know, two hours waiting of your song. Speaking of which, we should see what Andy had to say about how we did or how I did specifically. Hey, what's up? Uh, Andy Young right here. And uh, I've been graced with the presence of two beautiful ladies, uh, Claire and Akumu. <laughs> and uh, they've decided to embark on this uh, journey of uh, DJing, a very colorful journey. Challenging as well. Uh, I've seen them getting frustrated. Best thing ever. Best thing ever. Seeing them frustrated. But one thing I have to say is I I admire how you guys pick up something you know nothing about and just go through the motions, experience what the actual professionals you know who do it go through and get to understand from their perspective. I love how you guys are failing and trying again and failing and trying again. This is not working. That is not working. But that's the beauty 
it's the beauty it's rising from the ashes like you know what it's hard but i still have to do it what i'd say is enjoy the process love the music if not leave it because if you do something you don't enjoy then why are we here right you guys are doing this because you want to experience what other professionals go through and now from your point of view you can be able to say you know what we've done this we've done that we've done that and generally if honestly you don't enjoy doing something just don't touch it now what i'm interested to find out is what you guys think about the craft because it's very interesting coming from someone who's got zero experience in the field and me who's got a couple of years you know behind my back getting to know how it was for you guys so that's something i'm really looking forward to but so far i'm loving it yeah if you had to give me a rating mm. out of 10 for mm. how i performed mm. considering what the challenge was yes what would you give me out of 10 i'm yet to listen to your mixtapes <laughs> but, <laughs> but no pressure no give pressure but so far I'm giving you a solid 6.5 out of wow. 10. Yeah. You're more generous with me than I would be with myself. I'm a, I'm a good guy, so <laughs> you might want to take it down a notch. <laughs> I'll average it out, give myself yeah. a 5. You're going to for comedy. <laughs> you know what? Because of that solid 7. Because of Thank you. Thank you. Solid 7. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'd give you. Thank yeah. you. But I did enjoy yeah i enjoyed and you know what i i respect the craft so much more well, what's what's so been the hardest more. bit for you clear the hardest bit was i think you know when you start peeling off the layers mm-hmm. like you think it's just about matching the genres oh no there's the beats there's yes. the pitch and then pitch means something else to what pitches and <laughs> when i learned music <laughs> and keys and yeah. then yeah and just the intricacies like you can dj badly easily very to DJ easy. well is a whole science it's an art form and a science all yes, in one it like yes, it's it very technical and that surprised me but it means i have so much more respect for what you do i mean i already respected what you do but too many bad dj's out there <laughs> i think like bring down the um, the quality the of what's out there yes. right so when you find a good one you're like that's a keeper so yeah. ah that's awesome that's awesome <laughs> much respect skuneto akumudenza Yes. Yeah, any any okay, what do you feel about the whole process with you know the match that you've done? So for me I think yeah, like Claire said it's it's a lot more technical than it seems. Mm. Uh like I said, you know, I studied music, but I didn't think it had all the intricacies of music as well. Yes. I like that the the software is helping mm. to match music that would go well together, but like you said it it takes experience mm. to know how to cue things in, how to put them together, how to make them sound good. Yes. yes. And yeah, of course you know as clear said there's so many people who don't do that well mm. but they seem to just please the audience and that kind of fakingly makes them amazing yeah, yeah so i i respect the craft and the people who actually follow the craft as it is and they're not out there only to please the audience yeah like you said so now now i think you said now you're more into doing your craft yeah. rather than trying to please, please the crowd so yeah. that's what i expect as an artist so Yeah, and just Much something cool. I'm glad you brought um artistry up. You're an artist, yeah. right? You if I see your works, I'll know it's your works. Yeah. Same thing with DJing. It's it's good to emulate, it's good to look up to other people, mm-hmm. but it's also good to be unique. Like I I, I want you to hear my mixtapes without my drops and go like that's Andy Young playing. 
same way you can't mistake 50 cent on a record same way you can't mistake jz mm-hmm. on a record or drake on a record wow are we still who listen okay never mind i still <laughs> I thought my man just moved to TikTok. Anyway. <laughs> oh, but you, you, you should also, the more you enjoy the craft, the more you discover your part in it and your uniqueness. Like It's like your unique stroking of the brush or the text of whatever you're, you're painting. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's supposed to be an expression of who you are, not a replica of someone else who's doing themselves a hundred times better than anyone else. So that's something else I'd add to. So don't try be like so and so. That's why it's very important to start from like zero, explore, discover. It's like as a as an author, you might not want to read another author's books because it might influence how you look at life, how you look at things. You want your own ideas to be original without question. Then you can go and read other people's stuff and go ah. We had the same ideas, but I'm glad I was able to perceive mine like this. That's the difference. So don't be afraid to be unique. Yeah, make the mistakes you're going to make, learn from them. The beauty comes from there. Can we also pause a little, a little crush moment for that DJ voice? I think that's why it's called DJ uh, Candy Candy. Candy Andy, it's a sweet voice. I think that's the heart of my problem. I have the opposite of a DJ voice. <laughs> Whereas you, Akumu, would make a great double act with Andy. You have, is this, you know, the two of you have that chocolatey. Is it a DJ tea. or a radio voice? Uh, this is the, my yeah, radio I mean, voice. I guess the same thing. Yeah, it's like <laughs> the deep velvety So voice. if ours is chocolatey, what is yours? Mine is like a bag of Skittles. What is okay? I, I hear like Skittles a lot in movies, and I have no idea what colors, they are. A bit too sweet and oh, the little coloured stuff. Yeah. Okay. Well, now you know you can, where you can find Andy. Um, find him at Homeboys Radio or the two podcasts that he is part of. That's um, the, the mics are open and the Chop Shop. Exactly. And you can find them wherever you listen to podcasts, including this one. Yes. And let's hear a little about what DJ Cray, who I did a practical session with, had to say about how I did. Okay. So I'm here with DJ Cray. Yes. After our session. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do you think? How do you think I've done? The session was dope. It was mm-hmm. good at least. You know, first learner, that's, that's the video, everything. So Thank it you. wasn't hard mm-hmm. for you getting to understand the ins and outs. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least to go to ground mm-hmm. office, stuff like Kevin, matching the BPM. You know, those those are the fundamental basics mm. anyone needs to know when you're DJing. Mm. And most people take time to get to that. Yeah. Mm. To just understand, like, you need to do this so that this can happen. That, so how that, do you that, reach me from that, 1 that to 10? That was amazing. <laughs> now I'd say from 1 to 10, mm-hmm. I'd give you a 7 because... The way. Yeah, that, that, that would be a 7 because you, you understood them and you even started dropping the songs at the beat. Yeah, I did it once. That, <laughs> that usually takes time. Hey. A week session. So People did still can't do it after a week. Yeah, some of your actually, students. some students will even take three weeks just what? to understand how to press play perfectly on top of that beat because it's all about timing. Yeah, and yeah. The, the timing beat is a skill that yeah. not everyone has. Yeah, now that's uh, the hard part. Yeah. Okay, for yeah. for me it was usually it was mostly because the the button on the laptop was slower. I did yeah. it with mouse and I did it. Yeah, <laughs> you hacked it, you nailed it. Okay. 
and we asked both DJs if they had any words of wisdom for aspiring DJs out there who maybe aren't quite as hopeless as us and maybe have that DJ voice or just the fingers of a DJ. DJing is like being a chef. It's like being a cook. You can give everyone the same ingredients, but ask them to make one meal. They're going to use different methods and they're, they're going to use or they're going to take different times to come up with the same meal, which is going to taste different, right? So yeah. it, it's entirely up to you. I did will only show you how he perceives or how she perceives music. Like, I'll show you my point of view when it comes to music. Like, when it comes to this song that we both know, this is how I can play it. And I like this part more specifically because of this reason. So how I play with that, it's up to me. It's, it's how I see the music. And how I interpret that to you. So, uh, when it comes to how, or, or, or when it comes to yeah, how long it's going to take for you to get this or that, there's really no way to tell. I went to I went to a DJ school for two and a half months uh, with like three other students, and mm-hmm. by the end of that period, we were all at different places, and we were doing the same course. Yeah. You get me. So it's entirely up to you. Then the other thing is when, when you work with the music that you love, it's easier for you. I started with the music that I loved. I got introduced to different genres by other people and it just grew. But I, I, I was learning with what I love because you, you need to enjoy what you're doing and that will open up the doors for other genres. Um, to upcoming DJs, what I'd tell them is take time, learn the art, understand the skill. Mm-hmm. It will be easier for you to perform and do whatever you want to do. Because mm-hmm. the biggest problem you are facing right now is guys don't understand the skill. Guys don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Guys think that owning an equipment, you're a DJ. Yeah. It's more, there's more to that. So I'd say let guys be patient and build their brand. Guys don't know branding out here. Mm. Guys are always about, they think like um, maybe having dope t-shirts on their sets, that's branding, but they forget their social media, I your know, logo. Yeah. So skill is your, nothing without branding. Yeah, you need marketing. your EPK because if you're going to corporate, you need to look corporate. Mm. Guys don't understand that. Mm. Yeah. And the other thing that makes lots of DJ fail mm-hmm. your character. I always tell people, you can find um, a pilot that's a drunkard, mm-hmm. but it doesn't fly the plane while drunk. Mm-hmm. It's the same for DJ. Discipline, yeah? Discipline. You need to have a high sense of discipline because our career is very delicate. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so easy to misbehave if you want to. And you're in crazy environments, yeah? yeah. yeah? Yeah. So discipline is key. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Oh no, girl. Where are you? We're ready for you. So normally, the no girl is the couch potato that yells at the yes girl from the bench. But this time, I actually ended up taking on a DJ role at a work event a few days ago. It was random. I wanted to play a song, and once my phone was connected to the speaker, I had to line up more songs so they wouldn't just be silent. Being a DJ is really stressful. And it feels like such a big rejection when your next song comes on and you think it will be a big success, but everyone goes and sits down. Surely the number of people on the dance floor is the key performance indicator of DJs. My only two successes were Whitney Houston and Snoop Dogg with Farrell, 
but I didn't have an expert or any practice like you guys did, so that's my excuse. And I definitely couldn't fake it. Having heard Andy's advice now of making the mistakes and learning from them, I did the opposite. I gave up and handed the DJ role over to someone else. So like Claire said, I have more respect for a craft now. I believe the DJing to the DJs that have put their soul into it. On second thought, did your challenge have any people on your dance floor? Because if it didn't, I don't think it counts. You have to redo it. At least the no girl also realizes just how difficult this mm. challenge is. That gives me an idea of um, forgetting her more involved in actually trying her hand at mm. these challenges instead of just criticizing us. Maybe yeah. season uh, five, four, yeah. she can actually do the challenges <laughs> with us. To, to be fair, maybe we should cut us some slack because we did ask her to do this to actually critique us. So we have to take the good with the bad. No, there's no ugly, just good and the bad there's no ugly with the yes girl we love you freya true and if she's a no girl what would she be doing with the challenge saying no what would (laughs) no mean (laughs) you'll find many more images videos and clips from our djing exploits if you can call them that on our instagram and all social media that's at yes girls podcast and if you want to suggest something that you think the yes girls should do be and learn hopefully easier than a DJing, you know, session or challenge for a future episode of season. Please send us your ideas. Um, that can be on DM, on message, anywhere you can find us. And if you want to share your expertise, business, passion with us through one of our episodes or seasons, get in touch with us again, DM or anywhere. And that's at Yes Girls Podcast across all platforms. We also share behind the scenes photos and videos of our various experiences. So you can get to see a little, a little just a little of what we put ourselves through, all in the name of doing, being and learning for your entertainment. And education. Give it up for some Pisha Productions out of Snowball Studios, along with Ernest and Rioba, who produced this episode. Can you hear it? What? Whoop, whoop. It's Sam Kagwara. <laughs> See, I'm just not good at this. Sam more Kugwara chocolate. Add more chocolate. Sam Kagwara of Eterno Concepts, <laughs> who did our amazing logo design. Drop the beat on Pet O'Brien, who composed the hit that is our theme song. It's our no girl, Freya Otstotir. And drum roll, please. Give it up for Andy Young, a.k.a. Candy Andy, our favorite DJ and today's expert. And our second expert or guest expert, assistant expert, DJ Cray. Thank you. And who would we be without you? Yes, girls, boys, and everything in between who keep us yesing and keep us guessing. Yes. Another episode gone. And guess what? That's another season gone. What? That's it? That's it. Now what do we do with ourselves? That's all, folks. (laughs) I guess we go and, uh, I don't know, come up with new ways to explore how far the word yes can take us. Hopefully not like Jim Carrey. (laughs) And maybe we should bring in some new podcast episodes to the world for season three in a season couple of four. months. Oh, sh- <gasps> that was season three. Ooh. We already up to season four. Season four. That's like a teenager in the world of podcasts. Dude, that's better than a lot of series out there. Yeah, I can get behind that. But for now, I guess it's time to say goodbye for now from us, Claire. And Akumu, with a chocolatey voice. <laughs> we are the, the Yes, yes Girls. girls. Yeah. <laughs> See you next season. Yeah. <laughs>